and you mean you like know, when we had our team call and Heather sent me a picture of you sleeping with wit? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, awesome. right. It's a perfect- I was like, "There's no way he's gonna make this." Like he just he just got back from Nashville. This is insanity. Like perfect. Yeah, you don't have to come. Don't worry about it. You're like, oh, I'll be there, and then I get this picture. It's hilarious. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred. Look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I can now safely say that I've spent the night in an abandoned firehouse. So jealous of that. I'm Jason. We are the co-founders of the Community Location Indie, and we're all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. We're here to bring you, as we said, the unfiltered look. By the way, no holds barred, Trav, got me thinking. I mean, that's a throwback term from my generation, from WWF Wrestling. I'm wondering if people still, like, if that's still a term that anybody ever uses. (laughs) Well, maybe if they're Gen X, yeah. Oh, you mean like in everyday life? Mm. No, I mean, just, you know, is is that pop culture reference even a pop culture reference to anybody or they, they just think we are... Right. When does pop culture stop being pop culture? Is it only recent stuff that's considered pop culture? Or if it was right. in the lexicon of being pop culture, does it just stay a pop culture thing for that generation? Is there an expiration date on pop culture is what That's you're asking. That's a good way. To, I, and, and I have no idea because I know less about pop culture than probably 99% of humans. But you know who would know? Chuck Klosterman. Have you ever had Chuck Klosterman? Yes, it's been a while. He knows a lot about pop culture and he seems to be... Like, we got to ask Chuck Klosterman. Well, here I would say that there is an expert. This is not what the podcast is about, by the way. We're going to talk about how to get remotivated, if that's a word, when you're unmotivated, or what you can do to help get yourself motivated when you're feeling unmotivated. But one more thing on this whole expiration date idea. I guess, I mean, if you think about Elvis or something, for example, you wouldn't think about him as pop culture, right? It's more like history. So I well, guess there just, is... Yeah, he's like a legend. There right? is an expiration date on... Right, pop culture. I, uh, I suppose, would that expiration date be within your lifetime uh, relative to your generation? I don't know. Maybe it's when know. another thing comes up that takes that over, right? Like there's certain slots for pop culture almost. Not that there's only one musician or, or anything like that, but you have a you have these musicians that are in like the pop culture lexicon currently. And then when I you know, people kind of come in and just sweep them out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is an interesting topic, but interns, uh, interns, get Chuck Klosterman on the horn, please get him on the horn. As Travis mentioned, uh, his, his prowess is not within the realm of pop culture. So we're probably not going to be starting a pop culture podcast anytime soon. Actually, I I think mine is slipping away as well. That's what happens. Anyway, it could just be like idiots discuss pop culture yeah or like people then, can tell us what pop culture is right now and we could just comment on it what do you got you gotta listen to that we should start another podcast let's do it here we go baby here we go come on hit record start the timer
<laughs> Start anyway. the pop culture time. Sorry. You know, this is always happens. You're recording in the morning. It's three o'clock in the afternoon here for me in Europe. And I'm like 14 cups of coffee in and one giant glass of tea. So bam. Anyway, you got the energy, man. Yeah. I could say one of the tips that we're going to walk away with today is just get caffeinated. If you're feeling unmotivated, mm-hmm. just get caffeinated. But I know not everybody. Yeah, like I don't drink caffeine. Know. Drug yourself. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't drink caffeine, though. But you love the smell of coffee, ironically. I love the smell of coffee. And I guess they should say it's not that I don't drink caffeine because I don't, like, I'm against caffeine. I just don't really enjoy stuff, anything with caffeine. Like, I'm not a soda or pop drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker. I guess that's kind of the big ones when it comes to caffeine. I mean, I don't drink energy drinks or anything like that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe when I'm feeling unmotivated, that should be my first takeaway. Go to something yeah. totally new. Go buy a giant energy drink. No, I, I got to tell you, We're so this is unfiltered, baby. as we said, no holds barred. And Trav, after the new year, I didn't feel motivated, man. Mm. I must say it was, I, I was trying to figure out why. I don't know if it was the, the darkness of winter. I don't think it was like a depression. Okay. I think it was, I, I had some good time, mostly away from the computer. And I really liked that. And even though I'm ex- so excited about the stuff we're doing, and now I'm like, I am over this. But I had this little period after the holidays where I just didn't feel like doing anything. Even though like, can't, we're doing this Camp Indie, this summer camp thing, by the way, June 12th to the 14th in Kent, Connecticut. Come hang out at Adult Summer Camp with us. Campindie.com. Uh, That's <laughs> one, way to, get, one way to get motivated. I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but if you're not, Extra bonus tip, surround yourself with people who are excited and motivated, and it'll seep into you. Well, it might be a little bit of a teaser there. Um, no, I was thinking we could come up with a few tips and just bounce them off. So, I mean, let's... I have a few written down, but let's start with that one because um, that was the thing. I was up in rural Norway with my wife and her family, and of course, I was around family, but we weren't talking that much. Mm. I wasn't around other people that are kind of doing the business stuff and doing different things. And I just, it wasn't like a bad thing. I, what I, I, you know, upon reflection, it's not like I don't want to be go, go, go all the time. That's not I don't think I want you to can live. either. I, I, yeah. I honestly don't think you can. I know people portray maybe that they are you get certain burned times, out. but I honestly don't believe that anyone, I, I, I'm going to throw a name out here. Uh, I don't know him personally, but you know, Gary Vanderchuk is famous for like grind, hustle, whatever, all Being those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and so people think that they have to be that way to be a successful entrepreneur. And I actually hate his message. I, I actually am anti, almost anti, like maybe not 180 degrees. There's some stuff he says with some validity, but I just personally am not, I don't adhere to that. I, I don't want to be constantly chasing out. I got 18 meetings and I slept three hours. Like that sounds horrible to me. And so right. I, and I honestly don't believe that he is probably always that way. And if he is, there will be a crash. Like there is absolutely no way you can do that for, you know, indefinitely. And so I'm with you. I think that sometimes the portrayal on social media or YouTube or whatever it is, or, or just, you know, the, the people you watch, I think that can be a very negative thing for people who are starting out or, or even who are established who are saying, well, I'm not going that hard. Is something wrong with me? I, I would venture to say, no, actually, you're you're in you're right. It's yeah. you're doing something better and more sustainable. Yeah, and I also think along those lines, 
it relieves some of the guilt, right? Like that's part of why we share our struggles here on this show because it's like, and, and what we all share in our community location, Indy and everything, you can see people getting reassurance about, oh, okay, this isn't just me that's feeling this way. So I think when you think about the term unmotivated, you might look at that as a negative. Well, I'm feeling unmotivated, but is it always negative? Like in the sense of, uh, yeah, it could be, but if you're take, if you're saying, if you're, if that's sort of a natural reaction to you hustling too much, maybe it's not being unmotivated. Maybe it's just, you need some space to right. chill break, out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would just, I think I would kind of try to put it in my head into two camps. One true unmotivation is like when you want to get something done and you're trying to do it and you, and you can't get yourself to go. And the other would be, if it's like self-aware or planned, like you said, you were going up to rural Norway, you were spending time with the family, you knew you weren't going to be doing work because it was over the holidays. And so if you feel guilty, then I think you should step back and say, well, I I planned this, like this was purposeful, you know? So I think it comes down to intention. Like one is intentional and one is unintentional. And so- Well, this was unintentional for me because- it wasn't during that time because I appreciated right. that. It was time. when you came back. It was after that that I right. was like, I just don't feel like doing anything. Like I don't want to get on the computer. I don't want to get back into all this stuff. It's just, I just don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I think <laughs> so, getting back into stuff can be difficult for sure. I actually, um, and we'll get to some of these tips, but I think this is a really valuable point that we're discussing here. This idea of of coming back into the work world, like even when you're like, you know, your breaks up and you're, and you're excited, like inside your, cause excitement and motivation can be different too, right? Like you can be brimming with ideas and ready to go, but not feeling like you're getting um, like steps taken, right? Like right. that's always, everybody's been like that. Like, here I go. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm going to go write the great American novel. And then you sit at your computer and you're like, find a million other things to do. Right. That's actually the hardest time for me is when I'm excited to do stuff, but can't seem to get the the stuff moving, right? It, it, like when I'm not excited and I can't get it moving, that, you know, that might have a few issues in and of itself, but that, that happens less often to me than being excited. But then just because so much is going, it's like, you're just literally spinning your wheels. You're like, and you can't get one thing started. You're, you're like blipping around to a thousand things. And then you're like, whoa, what is happening here? It's literally like treading water. So Jay, for me, the the best thing that, or one of the best, now this might be the best thing that I do to get motivated when I'm unmotivated is make sure I am around people that light me up and Mm -hmm. are doing amazing things. And this does not have to be people who are doing amazing things in our space either. Like this is literally anyone who is excited and interested in what they're doing. It's like, all I need is that switch of like, like that, that kind of like energy to come my way. It's Mm -hmm. not that I'm usually sitting there always and picking their brain on ideas. So I'll give you a quick example. I was in Nashville, right? So this was a good example. So there are like three different types of people that were motivating me during this trip to Nashville. And so the first one, I went to this party of uh, Kara and Nate, who you guys might know, they're YouTubers. They started in our location, indie community, um, great people. And so Jay, I was at this party, there's about 800 people there, right? And so 
I was getting motivated and felt the energy of these people, even though most of these people were still in regular jobs, which is obviously totally cool. And like dreaming of travel more and, and maybe dreaming of starting their own business so they could live a life like this. So, you know, I was in the upper echelon of, of people who had actually done it. So in a way, the, you get energy from people who like see you as maybe a mentor, as a role model, right? So that was one type of person and that's cool. And I, I think you want to like a mixture of all of these over, you know, over your life really, because you get different energies from different people. The second was I was hanging out with a buddy. I told you I stay in that firehouse, which I showed you pictures of Jay. It was absolutely awesome. My buddy bought a firehouse. He is into real estate and he's turning this firehouse into a boutique hotel. So I would never want to do this myself. Well, never say never. I, I kind of was intrigued, of course. But you know, this is a huge, huge, huge project. Like you're not going to open for three years, tons of money, investors. You know, obviously it's not location independent. You know, it's it's as brick and mortar as you can get right now. It's not online, anything like that. But I hung out with him and a few of his buddies who are into real estate. And yes, I'm into real estate, but that's not my field, right? You know, that's not online business. That's the business. That's not the businesses we create. But I was crazy motivated by them because they were thinking so big, right? Like they just had these huge projects they were doing and just looking at such a big scope. And so that motivated me. And it, and it kind of forced me to think like a little bigger than, all right, what are you doing this year? It's like, really, what are you doing next year? This and this. And then the third group, the third type of person, we hung out with this guy named Jay. I hang out with this guy named Jamie Atkinson, who was a part of Vocation Indy, went through the Paradise Pack. And so he is in the online business space. And so we went down and we had breakfast and that was motivating because we then were talking like in the weeds business stuff of like launches and funnels and opt-ins and all that. And so I don't want to talk about that all day, every day, right? Because I'm you and I are like that, but that's not our main, main focus. Our main focus is a lifestyle. But I think when you surround yourself with different types of people, that's where you can get some motivation from if you're feeling stuck and it doesn't have to be just people in your field. It can be anyone who you find is doing interesting things. Yeah, that's cool that you got value in that those different ways. I mean, it's it's hard to group together like three different types of people. So there's like, I know it's sort of like a, a, a I don't know if a scale is the right word, or sliding scales. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just it's just the energy I think of what you get from people, whether they're geeking out on something. Um. Yeah, like into what you do or you into what they do. There's some kind of exchange that happens and that's hard. I mean, it's much easier to get in person, right? But you can get it online. Like we get it when we do our our accountability calls and things like that in our community. But it's a highly curated group of people that are there to support each other, you know, Uh, which is why like masterminds and things like that, I think are so valuable. Um, That's great, man. I think uh, that was probably a great trip like on many levels but that being one of the the big things is just to keep i mean i think like you said keeping motivated is one thing too like you kind of i don't know if being motivated's a natural inclination or if it's just something you have to work at i think it's i feel like it's something that may, maybe it's a little bit of both i don't know that's a different debates? I don't know what your thoughts are I on think, that. I think it is a bit of both. I think you're going to go through waves and seasons and you're naturally going to be crazy motivated after you meet people in person. And when you start to have a lull, that's one of the things that we're talking about in our leap year program, Jay, is like putting these big rocks in your calendar so that when you look at like, oh my gosh, 
I am, you know, I go to this conference, I know I'm going to be motivated and I'm going to come back and be pretty on fire, right? That's a big one for people. When they, when they hang out with people in person, whether a conference, you know, retreat, whatever, you come back, you're very excited, but it's going to wane. We know that it, it naturally happens to everyone. So I think it's really important to be intentional. And one of the things that I'm working really hard on is to put in-person events on my calendar every couple months so that as you ride that wave down of motivation, because I get I get inspired and motivated by being around other people. Not everyone does as much as me, but I do. And so I have seen that in my life of like, all right, well, after a couple months, let me make sure I'm putting something on the calendar, whether that be a ski trip with my buddies who I know will motivate me, whether that be a conference, whether that be a retreat, whether, you know, whatever. So that you have these things that you know you're doing in person every couple months keep you motivated. And it might be every month. Maybe you're meeting with a friend, this awesome friend every month, but I would just be very intentional about putting that stuff on so that you know, when you ride that dip down, that there's something to keep pushing you back up an external factor, which for me, I think uh, I'm going to pull something out of there that I think is the overarching tip that I think is great. I mean, we mentioned support getting around those other people, but it's also recognizing what motivates you right? Mm. So for you, like you said, it's getting around other people, but for others, maybe it's solitude. Maybe it's being in nature, camping for three days and not seeing a soul. That might be a different thing for everybody. So if you're able to have an awareness around things that may help you get motivated again, or things that do motivate you and get you excited, maybe it's reading certain types of books, um, that are inspiring, watching TED Talks, whatever. It can be anything. I, I find all those things to be helpful that I just mentioned, actually. And I have like a little Zen calendar, Trav. It's like 10 bucks and it's got a little different Zen saying every day. And that's how I start my day every day. And I, so I'm getting like a little tiny snippet of motivation, something. Not always motivation, it's something that makes me think right off the bat. Um, I think that could be another tip too, is just to start your day with a little something, something. You know, like start your day with a small little dose of something that will motivate you, whatever that means to you. And I think that's pretty easy to do in the form of like, you know, a calendar or like reading a couple pages of a book or some type of thing like that. I don't want to get into like the whole morning routine thing because that can be a little overwhelming for people. I think the fact that uh, the point is just, hey, maybe instead of like going to CNN, you should spend those 30 seconds and do like this other thing. That keeps you, mo- that gets you mo- motivated, especially when you're feeling unmotivated. Um, one, one Trav, I, we're that. already like down to two minutes, dude. Well, well to- all right, let's go, go a little ahead. longer go then. Ahead. Let's go a little longer this okay. show. Um, that's fine. It's our own show. We can do that. We can, one, can we? Chris, are you going to, Chris, buzzes us? Is something like might come just cut us off. shoot through the computer and like. One thing I would do is um, I would make it a habit to create before you consume in the morning. Uh, if, and, a lot of people I feel like are most creative in the mornings, right? Their brain, they wake up, they're, they're fresh, they're ready to go, they've got some energy. And so that's a big thing for me is before I start consuming stuff, which would be going on social media, reading ESPN, um, you know, getting into email, all that kind of stuff. Try to make sure that you're prioritizing creating, right? Because I find that I'm very motivated in the morning. And I think a lot of people are as well, if given the choice, like, all right, I'd rather work from when I wake up for a couple hours than like midday after lunch, because I can feel that lag. So create before you consume and create can mean anything, you know, it can be sketching stuff out. It can be writing a blog post. It can be recording a podcast, whatever, 
you know, whatever you need to do to, to, to move this stuff forward, to can create content and, or, you know, whatever, create businesses and stuff like that. Um, I try to do that before I start consuming stuff because that's a rabbit hole that you can fall down very, very quickly. Well, I think that's a great general rule. Um, but it goes back to the the crux of the question is like, what do you do when you're feeling unmotivated? Like when you're feeling unmotivated, you don't even feel like doing any of those things. You know what I mean? Sure. That's how I was feeling. I didn't feel like doing anything at all. So going back to like getting into the nitty gritty, which for us, yeah, I love recording podcasts, but even that, I'm like, ah, I schedule interviews. Like I just didn't feel like doing anything. So one of the tips I wanted to share to add on to some of the stuff we already talked about as Chris don't, he's going to try to buzz us out now, but Chris, hey, hey get your finger off that Chris, buzzer. We're going, to, we're going to 30 minutes, buddy. Back get to it off that buzzer. We're going, we're going back to the old school, the old pop culture <laughs> location. 30 minutes. Um, I'm pulling a little, uh, I'm pulling a little motivation, I guess a little inspiration from Newton, who said, whose law essentially states that a body in motion stays in motion, right? So when you're feeling unmotivated, one of the things that you can do on the most basic level is, something, anything, even if you don't feel like doing it, even if you're dragging your feet across the floor, coffee in hand, like making your way to your computer, dreading every second of it, go in there and do something. And you could talk about all the things that you just mentioned, Trav, like creating instead of consuming and and just get into something. And one of the things I came up with, Trav, and, and then you, I want to hear your thoughts, um, which would be like another tip is I'm calling it make, make a mindless sandwich if you need to. You want to make a mindless sandwich with me? I'll explain how you, how you make this delicacy. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, yes. Okay. So you take mindless work, <laughs> which is like the stuff that you could almost do on autopilot or that just is, is, does, it's not super... Sure. answering email, putting posts, yeah. uh, putting Instagram posts. Exactly. And then you sandwich that, you get, you get the buns, right? You got like two things that you really enjoy. So for me, that might be some awesome tunes that I could listen to on Spotify or whatever, coupled with, say, a coffee and a pastry, something like that, right? What kind so, of pastry? Oh, today, well, I had one today. And as a matter of fact, it was like an egg custard thing with a croissant around it. Oh, so good. Um, slamming pastries lately, Trav. Um, yeah. So make a mindless sandwich, right? Like get some of the work done that's been like that you need to get done, but maybe it's not the most important work, but it's just getting you in motion. And then you got a couple things that you love to go with that. So you could be a little excited about sitting down to do it. Yeah, I've got so many thoughts about this idea. I, I, I didn't think I would have so many until we started talking about it. Um, one of the things that I would recommend doing as well, I love the mindless sandwich idea. I think coupled with that is the idea um, that you should just set a time limit for yourself. You shouldn't, if you're super unmotivated, you shouldn't set goals of things you want to accomplish. You should just set a time limit. So, you can do that. And, you know, people talk about um, the uh, the principle. Why am I drawing a blank on it, Jay, with a little... Pareto's apple. principle? Now, Pareto's oh. principle is the 80-20 rule. Are you but talking about the... the you said uh, to like set a timer for 20 Pomodoro minutes. technique? Pomodoro. I, I was thinking Pareto too. The Pomodoro technique, you know, it says that you set a timer for 22 minutes. And then when that timer goes off, you take a break. 
And then, you know, you come back to it. So I don't actually like using this throughout my day. I don't find it to work well for me because when I get going, sometimes I just want to keep going. But it works really well for me to start when I'm super unmotivated. So I sit down. I'm like, all right, Trav, you only have to work for 22 minutes. And if when that timer goes off, you still feel crazy unmotivated and you feel like you're getting nothing done, that's fine. Like then you can just end that. And I understand not everyone's going to be in a situation. I love like the people that. listening that are working like 10 hours a day. They're rolling their eyes like, you can't work 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So for them, for them, what I'm saying is like, you have to be at work for 10 hours. So you might as well set a timer and say, for 22 minutes, I'm going to try to do something productive. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you have to be at work, like, I don't have to be at work. So, if no, you, we've all I, been at regular jobs like that, though, where you feel yeah. the same way, you feel right. So, then I would just set the 22 minutes and be like, all right, try to be motivated and get something decent accomplished for 22 minutes. And then, you know, the rest, you can just sit in your cubicle and go to the water cooler the rest of the time. Or if you, but if you're working for yourself, you're working from home, you know, I will do that and I'll set the timer. And, you know, probably 90% of the time when I get through the 22 minutes, I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, all right, cool. I can do another 22. I'm not saying I'm going to do another six hours. I'm just taking in small chunks. Some of the times when I get to 22 minutes, I'm like, this is crap. Like I've literally accomplished nothing. I'll say, chalk it up, whatever, go do something you enjoy, go play with your kids, go outside. You know, that's fine. It's one day. Like it's just one day. The world's not going to end because you didn't finish this up. So mm -hmm. um, that's one thing that I definitely use. I also would recommend Jay uh, a change of scenery. So this helps big time as well. Um, just having a change of scenery. So you're sitting at your office or your house and you can't get motivated and you're like, this sucks. You know, take a walk down to the local library, to the co-working space, to a coffee shop, whatever. For me, that just is a mental break sometimes of that unmotivation. Because sometimes mm -hmm. the unmotivation lives in a certain area, right? Like, oh, I'm back home from this trip that I enjoyed and I can't get going at home. But when you go to the co-working space, you're sitting there thinking, well, I made all the effort to go to this co-working space. I can't, you know, like I, I might as well get something done. And, and yes. I think there's something to actually getting outside as you talk about, like just getting fresh air and being outside yes. stimulates you. You're like, all right, whew. Even if it's freezing Norway or freezing Philadelphia right now, you just get outside. It's a breath of fresh air. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm out of my little like, woe is me bubble. All right. Yeah. Like, so it's crazy. And uh, I mean, this is like, yeah, I mean, we're dancing on the line of what is, what is being unmotivated and what is depression, right? I mean, well, of course, clinical depression is a different thing, but like if you're somebody who's generally you know, a, a decently happy person, you get into these slumps like everybody does, you know, I'm not talking about the intense type of thing, but, um, sure. You're not, but yeah, but uh, getting outside, taking a walk without your phone, um, going outside and looking at the ducks, which I <laughs> sound like an old man. I was going to say, uh, you're looking at the, the ducks, window as yeah. saying that. So maybe there's ducks outside. Well, there are, there are um, ducks outside. I'm looking at the ducks right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. And uh, this is along the lines of like another tip I want to share, which is just sometimes you got to go with it, right? You're unmotivated. Maybe you got to go with that for a little bit and just exist in that space. And I'm not saying don't I, ever do anything, but, but maybe, maybe you give yourself, you know, one or two more days to feel unmotivated before you start putting your body in motion and making mindless sandwiches and all these different things. So I have something to add to that. I think that for a lot of us who love to travel and love 
you know, that new experiences. And so, Jay, I would say you and I do love business and entrepreneurship, but it has always been for us a means to an end. It is not the end goal in and of itself when we talk big picture. At, at times it is. Like at times we get really into it. We're like, oh man, can't wait to create this new product. Can't wait to do this. Like, you know, it becomes the main goal for, for a chunk of time. But in, in our lives, it has always been, we're doing this to create the lifestyle that we want, which means more travel, more time with kids, more freedom of location, time, um, financial freedom, all that kind of stuff, right? So what I've come to realize is that when I do something like you did with going away for the holidays and getting to be up in Norway and having experience, even though it's been an experience you've had before, right? You've been there before. Um, you know, this and is- you've been there before. I've been there before. I've <laughs> stayed in a cabin with a grass roof before, <laughs> thanks to you, a sod roof, I guess you would say. So, you know, this is what we're living for. So we're living, and, the, and same as like when you take a trip. So what I've come to realize is that I have to give myself grace on both ends. And so I, we talked about this big rock strategies very briefly, right? And we, we've done a lot of that inside of our leap year program. Around the big rock, like let's say you're, you have a two-week trip, right? That you're really excited for. I think you have to give yourself a, a buffer period around that rock of a couple days before you leave and a couple days after you get back. A couple days before, because listen, you're going to be really excited and, and it might be hard to get work done. Right. It, it, it might be, you might be so excited, so jazzed up that you're like just dreaming of this next place. And it's hard to like move big picture stuff forward. That might be time to do some mindless sandwiches that need to be eaten up. Right. Like mm. whatever, answering emails before you go, setting up autoresponders, all that kind of stuff. I think it's even more important to give yourself a grace period when you get back yeah. because runaway. if you've been traveling, you know, like it can, it can, it's great, but it can also be exhausting. And so now for Heather and I, when we travel, especially with two kids now, if, if we're looking at a two week trip, I have to literally say, all right, this is like three weeks off, you know, not that I'm not doing any work, but there's no way I'm going to be able to do big picture, you know, move big things forward in three weeks. There's going to be a couple days on the front end and there's going to be a couple days on the back end. And I have to be okay with that. And so yeah. giving yourself that permission and realizing that is super important because if you don't, you're going to beat yourself up. Because I used to think, oh, come home on a Saturday or come home on a Sunday, you know, Monday, I'm, I'm re going to be so refreshed and ready to go. Well, no, Monday, I'm like, I haven't unpacked. I'm probably tired from the plane. And you mean you like know, when we had our team call and Heather sent me a picture of you sleeping with wit? <laughs> right, right, awesome. right. That's a perfect I was like, there's no way he's going to make this. Like he just... He just got back from Nashville. This is insanity. Like, Perfect yeah, example. You don't have to come. Don't worry about it. You're like, oh, I'll be there. And then I get this picture. It's hilarious. By the way, Chris, officially buzzing us out right now. I feel like this conversation has more to be said. I mean, should we kind of roll it into the next podcast and make it a part two? We can roll it in the next podcast. I think maybe recap a few of the main points here um, about motivate. Like when you're feeling unmotivated, what should you do? Um, Jay, make sure we're hitting all of these. I'll just give you the one that I talked about. Oh man, I didn't write them all down. Well, or you know, yours or kind of stuff you said, I know what I said, uh, being around people that, that motivate you, that inspire yeah. you, whether they be people doing the same thing as you, people who aren't even doing anything yet, but are, are excited about doing something or people who are in a different field, but still motivated for what they want. And that, that could go with co-working. Like if you want to actually get stuff done, maybe you sit down with somebody 
at a cafe or wherever, or even a coworker at your at your workplace and be like, hey, let's work next to each other this time. Like that can be motivating too. Sure. hundred percent. Yeah. You mentioned then on top of that, you know, a lot of people are motivated by other people's energy, um, but some people are motivated in other ways, or you get motivated at different times in other ways. So that idea mm-hmm. of honing in on what pulls you out of that. And this only comes with experience, right? You have to go through dips of unmotivation to realize what you've done to pull yourself out. But when you realize that, prioritize that. Walk in the woods, reading a book, listening to a podcast, whatever that may be. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, we were looking at some big picture stuff. One of the things we talked about is just recognizing what does get you motivated uh, when you're feeling good and going to some of those things. Maybe going with it and giving yourself space to be unmotivated, like you said, the front and the back ends, um, body emotion stays in motion. So just doing something, even if it's the smallest, most inane task, doesn't matter. Maybe it gets you going, gets the ball rolling on things. And of course, the mindless sandwich, if you're like, just got stuff hanging over your head, you feel unmotivated. And, and part of this unmotivation trap can be, maybe you're not, maybe you're generally motivated, but you're just unmotivated to work on your taxes. You know, this is like a big thing right. for me. That's when the mindless sandwich comes in to play really a lot for me. Like you're getting down to nitty gritty work. You don't really feel like doing, but if you put on some good tunes, get a good pastry, good cup of coffee, maybe you go out and get a beer at your favorite place or a pizza or something and you do it there. Like you can make it, you can try to set like a fun scene around it to get yourself going. So that was another of- tip, changing your, changing your location. Right. Like when you're right. in the throes of a day and you're like, this is not working out, just, just changing your location, um, you know, quickly, mm-hmm. like not, not letting it, I, I've done not letting it exacerbate itself and staying in my office for four hours. Like you kind of get the inkling when you start the day, what's really going on and switching that up. I would also say, um, another big one is create before you consume. Again, this isn't if you're totally unmotivated, but if you realize that you might not have a full motivation quota for that day, right? You might be like, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of energy here, you know, create before you consume. And then I would also say, Jay, um, as we talked about kind of there at the end, the Pomodoro uh, technique you know, usually we talk about not counting as entrepreneurs. The beauty is you don't have to count hours, right? You're not saying, okay, I have to be in here for eight or 10 hours. You, you're usually your checklist or, or the way you're gauging success is like the tasks that you got done, right? It's totally different from an employee mindset usually, but there are specific times when I'm unmotivated that I, I prioritize a certain time and it's a small chunk of time. 22 minutes, don't worry about what you're getting done. Just sit there for 22 minutes. And at the end of the 22 minutes, usually I will have like maybe 10 to 15 minutes in kind of been like, all right, well, I know I'm here for another seven minutes. Let me let me try to accomplish stuff. And it kind of just clicks on for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. doing the reverse of what we usually talk about mm-hmm. and that's making sure you just put your time in sometimes, but yeah. in, get it done. And something that you touched on here at the end, which is, I guess it's, I guess it's a bit unrelated, but like sort of related. I mean, it is related because it was part of this conversation was entrepreneurship and how that relates to like, for you wanting to have the lifestyle, but entrepreneurship is kind of the thing that can get you there. But maybe there's a lot of ebbs and flows within that. I feel like that could be another topic that we can carry on into the next 
podcast. Almost the ebbs like a, and flows of entrepreneurship. Yeah, I mean, you could, maybe it's not so much a sequel as a spinoff series, right? But it's it's because, listen, we're changing constantly as people. And although we want to maintain this lifestyle, the interests change. And I mean, I have some personal examples about this. So um, maybe that's something. What, what do you think? Should we should we carry that into the next show? Sure. I have a great quote about passion. You want to want to say it? I think save that's part the, of it. Save it for I'll the next Save it. Um, a little bit. Hey, if you do want some motivation by getting around others, come to summer camp with us. Yes, Travis and I and a whole bunch of like probably about it's going to end up being about a couple hundred amazing people from all over the place who love travel, share these values, are into the unconventional lifestyle, all that good stuff uh, are coming to summer camp at Camp Indie, I-N-D-I-E, Camp Indie, I-N-D-I-E is the website, campindie.com. And you can learn all about the event there, June 12th to the 14th. 2020 and you're going to stay in cabins you're going to go to 80s dance parties you're going to go to bonfire and lakeside happy hours you're going to have a blast with us so hey come hang out we also got workshops we're uh got some experts coming in teaching various skills in the online business and travel all that good stuff but it's mostly just going to be about the hanging out the the, the people and the connections and the fun so I told someone the other day about Camp Indy because they're asking me about it when I was down in Nashville. Like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Like, can you explain it to me? And I said, you know what? This is probably the easiest way for me to explain it. It, If you came because you, you wanted like a conference, like you wanted to learn, you wanted to learn how to start a podcast, you wanted to learn how to lead van life, you wanted to learn how to um, do SEO, whatever, you know, you were going to some sort of online travel conference. Um, it would work as a standalone conference, right? You could come and you'd be like, this was awesome. These workshops are great. If you came and you said, you know, I just want to do these crazy activities. Like I want to have a summer camp for adults. I want to wakeboard. I want to do the ropes course, which I'm going to uh, race Jay up. And that's my goal for camp is to beat him at the ropes course. Oh, I, I want, I want to do the zip line. I want to do a mixology class. I want to, you know, whatever, get out in the kayaks who have the bonfires, as Jay mentioned, the eighties dance parties. So if you came just for fun, it would stand alone. But the beauty is that you have both of it together. And so some people will say, I'm coming more for the fun than the workshops. And, and they'll find value in the workshops, but they have a lot of fun. Some people say, I'm coming more for the workshops mm-hmm. than the fun. And they'll probably end up being like, wow, I couldn't believe I had so much fun while, while also learning so much. So that's the beauty of it. It's standalone, whether you come for more of the camp aspect or more of the conference aspect, because it's both. And everything's included in your ticket. So campindie.com. Check it out. Check it out. Hope to see you there and let us know if you heard about it on the podcast and we will see you soon. Hopefully meet some of you. Uh, Otherwise, we'll chat with you soon here. Bye. Bye. Chris, man, he buzzed us way long ago, man. Chris is mad. Chris Chris is mad. Doesn't get mad. Chris is the nicest guy ever. But we did go long. (laughs) See you, everyone. See ya. We're really leaning out. Bye-bye.